Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to everyone tuning in on this wonderful Thursday in the state of colorful Colorado. I would like to thank everyone who has shown support and interest in me starting to do what I love, and I cannot express the gratitude I feel to be surrounded by such amazing people. Today we have a really special and uh, overall amazing guest, Osei. Hey, what's good? How, how's your day so far today, Osei? It's, it's been okay. Um, I, li- I just woke up, uh, had some raisin bran, and... Um, you know, just decided, you know, decided to do my work and then come here. So, yeah. Well, uh, what, uh, what work are you doing? Well, um, so, like, for my school, I do a little, uh, we just call up alumni, uh, asking for, like, little donations that they can do for the, the school. And, um, yeah, and then there's also my schoolwork on top of that. So, yeah. I believe you told me you're going to see you to become a biochemist? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, me and Osei, we actually went to high school together. We went to Arvada West, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, we went into the same chemistry class with Miss Isaacson. And we, we, uh, we had fun in that chemistry class. Me and him both were partners for the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, were, what did we do for the final again? I believe we were titrating. It was titration of oh, certain liquids yeah. and chemicals. That was, it wasn't rough. Me and Osei both got A's. We aced it. I believe we were the first ones done. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, I mean, relative to the chemistry classes that I'm taking now, it was, it was a pretty fun, nice time. And, uh, <laughs> that actually was one of the reasons uh, why I wanted to you know, to do biochemistry because of Miss Isaacson in that class. But uh, now I see I'm, I might have to <laughs> go a different route. So, yeah. Well, how are, are the classes a lot more difficult in college? A lot harder than you expect? Oh, a whole lot harder. Um, I am taking Calc 2 right now. And I got to tell you, I did, oh, I did not like that one bit. I do not like that one bit. I'm still, I'm still going through it. And, um, uh, I'm definitely cheating right now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep it on the down low. Yeah. (laughs) Well, everyone's got to use their resources to pass classes, and the internet is definitely a resource now. True, true, true. Probably not to cheat, but, you know. (laughs) 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 Definitely to help out, yeah. Oh, for sure. Have you had any cool experiences in college so far? Um, hmm. I guess... Well, I guess my overall experience with college is just being able to interact with um, different kinds of people. Uh, like in high school, I swear nobody, nobody watched anime. But now that I'm in college, it's like every, it's like that's what everybody does, and um, I think it's it's nice to see that and just people's perspectives on the world and and uh, it's just like a big mountain pot of. Uh, uh, just people trying to get ready for for the real world so yeah you know i personally have never watched anime only cartoons and adult cartoons but uh, do you watch anime i do watch anime yes oh. yes so a lot of people have been telling me that i've got to start watching anime and i i got to start enjoying it but i feel like once i do i'll just fall down the rabbit hole and i'll <laughs> just start binge watching every show true you you um i mean that's what happened to me once i first figured out uh like other sites to watch anime at um because like you know how 
uh, like Cartoon Network has Adult Swim. Yeah. Yeah, and then like on Saturdays they have this other uh, section called Toonami, and they mm. just show like uh, like when I was uh, younger, it was um, like Dragon Ball. It was uh, Attack on Titan. It was just a whole mashup of different animes, and uh, that really got me into it. And then I found some other sites uh, uh, to be on uh, to watch the anime. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, you know, you you just released a real nostalgic memory in my mind, and I I hate to say it, but I have watched one anime. Oh yeah, when I was young. When I was really young, it was on Cartoon Network. I cannot think of the name of the show for the life of me. It was Bakugan. That's what it oh. was. I used to watch Bakugan like every Saturday morning or every day before elementary school. I loved that show. Yeah, so did me and some of my friends. They used to have little toys for them, and I used to play with them all the time. But, damn, you exposed <laughs> me. <laughs> my, my roommate in college, actually, he was definitely like an anime fanatic. Um, like in his spare time, he would, uh, what is the, uh, oh, you don't know, do you know Gundam? Do you know like the, the little big robot, uh, yeah. cyborg things? Okay. Okay. I know. What yeah. That. He would build some of those and. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. He had like, fuck, uh, uh, like what? Like, oh yeah. Um, he had the little Bakugan things and then it would just Ooh. like pop up once it landed on the card. Yes. Yeah. I would always play with this shit. It was amazing. It was nice. You know, I, I gotta admit, anime has a cool toys. Mm. Uh, I know there's a lot of books. I've never read any of the books, but it just seems like it's uh, a little too too much for me. Oh, okay. I like to keep it simple with the uh, Sunday cartoons, maybe some regular show, Adventure Time, <laughs> some of the old classics. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. And I think you cannot go wrong with SpongeBob. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Not at all. You know what hurts me deeply is that my my girlfriend never watched SpongeBob as a kid. She, she, she never watched SpongeBob. Yeah, I mean, like maybe one or two episodes, but I'll make references to the show, and she'll just stare at me with a blank face, what and I'll up? be like, "It was from SpongeBob. You wouldn't get it." <laughs> it's unfortunate. Wow. Okay, that is very unfortunate. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like she went like, oh, what was she like? Eighteen. Yeah. Okay. All eighteen years of her life, and just like a couple episodes of SpongeBob. <laughs> I don't know how you could do it, but I guess SpongeBob is embedded in some people's lives, and True. it's not in others. True. I remember, like um, in elementary school, I had uh, a friend of mine by the name of uh, Braden. He he would he would quote like SpongeBob was his life. He would <laughs> quote SpongeBob any moment that he got. Um, like uh, that episode where they were trapped in Sandy's dome when it was winter. <laughs> he would be all like, uh, "What was that thing that Patrick kept saying?" Um, who oh, I'm Dirty Dan. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's all like, I don't want to be Pinhead. I'm Dirty Dan. And then he just kept on saying that over and over and over again. It was, he was the funniest person in our grade. And um, it actually, like, I wanted to be able to watch more SpongeBob so that I, I can be on his um, uh, same level of, uh, <laughs> of experience. Oh, so, that's a pretty cool story. And, you know... We're going to stray a little bit from the topic of cartoons now, but me and Osei have got a really unique story about our high school experience. I don't think anyone else has a story like this, but during, uh, I believe it was my junior year, your senior year, yeah, mm -hmm. around 2018, 2019, That's right. Mm -hmm. there was a, a phantom haunting the bathrooms 
around Arvada West. He was known as the Phantom Pooper. Can you explain why he was called that, I'll say? Yeah, of course. Um, so this this Phantom, uh, he would pop in to the... It was mostly the men's bathroom, I believe. Yeah. Uh, pop into the men's bathroom, um, and he would uh, drop a deuce, as the, as the kids say. Um, but... Wasn't in the toilet. Wasn't in the toilet. No, 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 no. Wasn't it in was, the urinal or the sink. It was on the floor. It was on the floor. There was dookie, dookie on the floor. Smelly, smelly dookie. Big piles of shit on the floor. And um, uh, that's why he's... Uh, oh, and uh, he was known as the Phantom because of the fact that he... Uh, nobody caught him. Nobody knew who it was. He was never caught. Never caught. Blows my mind. Which is great. Like... I think you just got to have, like, really rapid poops <laughs> to be able to do something like that. I um, I take my time when I'm in the bathroom. So do uh, I. Exactly. So to be able to drop something that huge in such a short amount of time and be able to get away with it. He was on a mission. He was <laughs> Hey, we don't know if it was a he. It could have been a she. But... They never, they never caught him. They even put in, like, rules to try to catch them. They made it so we had to sign in and out mm -hmm. of our classroom or wherever we were every time we wanted to go to the bathroom. It was ridiculous. And yet still, even with that, it still never caught him. They, still never caught him. <laughs> they had cameras watching the bathroom doors. <laughs> never oh. caught him. Oh, my goodness. Wow. If you're listening to this phantom pooper, I want to have you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, A-West was just really decrepit and disgusting when it came to bathrooms. I I remember, Jose, I was talking to him about this earlier, but Jose tells me he never saw this, doesn't remember it as much. Maybe he did see it, but when uh, whenever I'd go to the bathroom in the cafeteria, the boys' bathroom specifically, never the girls' bathroom, but when I'd go into the boys' bathroom... They would always be just like garbage shoved in the urinal or someone would always put a pair of jeans in the toilet and shove them in there. They wouldn't flush it and make it overflow. They just shove the jeans in there. Like, why? What do you gain from doing that? And do you carry around an extra pair of jeans just to shove in the toilet? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't. Wow. There's a lot of goobers at Eight West who would do these weird pranks. One time, I remember, I have a photo of it on my phone, but I think I deleted it a while ago, but someone poured sand into one of the fountains, the water fountains. They, how did they get sand? That's what I'm saying. Like They poured sand into the... It wasn't wow. overflowing, but it was just like a little pile of sand okay. in there. Wow, okay. Like, what the hell? I'm trying to get water, and then there's just sand, and I'm like, nope, I don't want to drink from that. I don't know what that is. I'm 90% <laughs> sure it was sand. <laughs> Oh, there was another really crazy thing that happened at, uh, at um, Arvada West. I think you might remember it. Um, so there was this guy, right? For some reason, he was able to get to, like, the roof of the school. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it, it looked like he was about to jump, but it was just weird because he was just sitting there swinging his legs. It's like having a, having a, a good old time, and then he's just like... You're just like, how did he get up there? Because like the the access to the roof is it's it's locked. Yeah, so you, you have to have the janitor's keys. I'm pretty sure. Exactly. So I don't know. And it was also like one of those emo kids. Uh, so I mean, you're just like, I mean, you would assume that he would do something bad, but 
maybe he's just doing it to cause trouble and sue chaos. True, true. There's a lot of kids at A-West who like to cause trouble and ensue chaos. Oh, man. They, it was so bad that uh, it wasn't just because of the kids at A-West, but due to a lot of horrible activities and shootings that had recently happened at other schools, they decided to install security locks and security alarms on every single one of the doors leading outside. They did not miss a single door. Every single one of them. Every single oh. And if you pressed the door without having a teacher turn the alarm off first, oh, it was awful. It, it really sounded like a fire alarm going off. And it would be like dead silent. You're in a class taking a test. And then you'd hear one of the door alarms start going off. And then your teacher would be like, oh, some other teacher will get it. And then nobody does. Yeah, every other teacher is saying some other teacher will get it. They don't want to go turn off the alarm. It's a damn shame that they put those doors in. But friends almost every day would run out of those doors and push the alarms and set them off. Oh, they would? Yeah. Like on purpose? Yeah. Wow. Because that was their way of getting back at the school for putting those in. Yeah. And eventually, the security guards looked through the security cams and pulled my friends out of class, and they're like, hey, stop doing that shit. <laughs> my friends didn't stop, though. They kept doing it. Wow. I believe one of them might have even got, like, uh, detention for a little bit. Really? Oh, speaking of detention, I just remembered, I got in-school suspension for one day because I said fuck at lunch. That's that's it? Because you said Wow. It was well the vice principal was right next to me. One of the multiple nice. vice principals. I gotta say, AOS uh administrators were hot garbage and I hate almost every single one of them with yeah. a passion. I mean come on, like these these people were like what, in their sixties? So, like, they probably just, like, absolutely hated the kids, so... 35 to 60. Oh, yeah. It was a good range. It was a good range. Either way, they definitely wanted to shit on kids, no doubt about that. Yeah, the administrators really felt like they had no care for the kids. But the teachers, the teachers were pretty nice, most yeah. of them. You had some teachers who were just straight-up crazy or dumb. <laughs> and some other ones that were really smart. And it seems like they shouldn't have been at A-West. Like a very a very nice teacher that um, I really adored uh, was uh, um, Mr. Gross. Uh, do you do you know Mr. Gross? Did he teach astronomy? Oh no, close Earth science. Ah, yeah. I never took Earth science. Yeah, he might have taught astronomy actually, but I'll, I only had him for Earth science. Um, but yeah, he was like very, very just a very chill guy, and uh, he'd always be cracking jokes whenever you needed help. He would. Just like drop everything and try and help you. He was just a, a very nice guy. Uh, I don't really know if he's there anymore. I think he, he, he might have retired. He might have because he was pretty old. A lot of the teachers retired in the period that me and Osei left A-West. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just the batch of kids that they got that were so <laughs> bad or it was just their time. But uh, do you remember, did you have Mr. Puglis? Mr. Puglis? He was a math teacher. He's kind of a shorter guy, but he was a really sweet guy. He was awesome teacher. I had him for discrete math. Oh. That was the stupidest class I've ever taken. Why, why was it stupid? Discrete math is just like studying how numbers work. 
I know that's how math, what math is. Right. But this was like looking at how numbers interact with each other. Let's say you have six sides Mm -hmm. to a hexagon. Mm Mm-hmm. If you cut it up in certain ways, you get triangles out of it. And if you cut the triangles up, you get more triangles. It was basically looking at something like that and also looking at how you could divide numbers in certain ways and get specific answers or just stupid, unnecessary stuff like that. I mean, (laughs) maybe if you're going to be a math teacher, you'd need to know that. But I'm never going to use that in my life. True, true. But it was an easy A though, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Mr. Puglis also liked me a lot, so he may uh may give me some points just for liking me. <laughs> that's good. That's good to hear. Oh yeah, I never had um Mr. Uh, Mr. Drake, right? I never had him, but I heard that he was like he was chill at times and like funny, and then other times he would just like do a complete 180 and turn into a crazy person. Yeah, that's Mr. Uh, yes. Mr. Drake was a very interesting man. He, I remember he told the class about the times that he'd been hit in the head with bricks, specifically and other objects. I felt bad for him. He'd been through a lot. He was from Minnesota. He told us his life story progressively throughout the year. But he was a very unique guy. And he was also a teacher that liked me a lot. He gave me an A at the end of the year, but I believe I had a D throughout the entire rest of the year. <laughs> he, was, he was a very kooky teacher. He, uh, I have this video on my phone. It was I had him for AP English, Oh yeah. but it was not. It did not feel like an AP class. It felt like, if anything, no offense, a sped class. <laughs> like He would put on videos from the 80s of cartoons and shows that he used to watch and be like, look at this, guys, isn't this good? And then we'd be like, Mr. Drake, we want to learn. Teach us something. And it just wasn't that. We'd read stories and he'd be like, all right. Uh, so there would be like an excerpt from the story that would say what the author is writing about and what the meaning is behind it. And Mr. Drake would be like, all right, I want you to find a different meaning than what the author says his story is actually about. And it's, it doesn't work that way. A person writes something for it to have a specific meaning. Right. You can't just interpret it in a different way from what the author is saying it's supposed to be. I mean, I, you could, but... Because I... <clears throat> like, a majority of literary works, they, they, they can... Like, the author has, like, one intention and, like, just, like, a focus, right? But... Um, because if you, if you think about it, if we... If English teachers did not find some way to just like go ham on a piece of uh, uh, a piece <laughs> of like a bunch of words on on paper, then I think they will all just be out of a job. But um, yeah, yeah, there is the there is like a specific um, uh, uh, meaning that they want uh, their their words to like to represent or something like that. But I guess you can just like override that and be all like nah they're stupid and then do it your own way so one thing i didn't like about english teachers is that that's that's what they would do mm. they'd ask you to interpret it in your own way and they'd be like no you're supposed to interpret it in my way oh i hated that oh my god bro so miss uh mrs dreyer i mean love her great teacher <laughs> but there was this moment in class that i absolutely hated her 
because we were just like going around talking about problems that occur in our society and that are like you know just like a crime against humanity yeah right we were going around the class i said like racism right she's all like yeah yeah that's pretty cool like that i was like yeah that's a huge problem and but then there was this other girl this girl that was that was more liked by her right and then she was all like yeah yeah it's a Racism and sexism. And then Ms. Dry was like, yes, mm-hmm, that's right, mm-hmm, A plus for you. I was like, but I said racism. Why, <laughs> why no A plus for me? And I just, I, I in that moment, I just, I wanted to see the world burn. Because <laughs> I, I did not like that. It upset you. Mm-hmm, yeah. I feel that sometimes in classes, when I'll give an answer, and then someone will give a slight different variation of my answer, and it's like, couldn't you have just told me what I did wrong? <laughs> if, even if there was something wrong? Or like, or like um, <laughs> when like you're in a group uh, of people, you say a joke, nobody laughs. But then somebody <laughs> else says it louder and everybody bursts out laughing. At that moment, you just want to end things. <laughs> you want to get up and leave. <laughs> yeah. So I say, uh, where are you from? Um... I don't okay, so basically, um short story time. Um <clears throat> I was originally born in Ghana. Um I lived there for like uh, a good eight years of my life. Um and then I moved, right, and by I I mean we, like my family, yeah. We moved to uh New York, um, where we like stayed there for like a couple months. Right. Uh, my mom wanted to move because, like, we lived in the Bronx and uh, it would get really dangerous there. And I I mean, I was I was like eight or nine. So I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, yeah, I just wake up. I go to school then I come back. Now, apparently there were gunshots at night, but I didn't hear them because I was a stupid kid. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, she wanted to move to like a, a safer place. So my dad decided to move first. He came to Colorado, and then he brought us uh, along uh, for the ride. And so we've been here um, basically ever since. Yeah, well, that's like, an awesome story. Yeah, like ten years we've been here. Do you uh, do you remember much of Ghana? I I really do not. I don't. Mm-mm. I gotta be honest. I don't remember much when I was eight or lower. True, true. It's like you're born. There's like a a, a two to three year uh, span and then you just remember shit out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder if scientists will ever start looking into that oh that would be cool look into when mel- memory starts to develop mm-hmm. well that's a really cool story i'm glad you could share that on here uh last episode or a couple episodes we had uh my friend who was from missouri mm-hmm. we we were talking about that for a little bit Unfortunately, I am just from Colorado. Not unfortunate. I love my home state. It's a great place. But it is just Colorado. Mm. Do you have any other personal stories you'd want to share? Oh, oh. Okay. Basically, this is a pretty recent story. Um, But I think I'm getting old. Not like I'm getting old like, oh, well... Oh, you're 18, you're about to be 19. Not like that. I mean, like, I feel like I am now 60 years old. Because you know what I figured out? Hmm. I like Raisin Bran. 
<laughs> is that what makes you old? That's what makes me old. I never... I'm afraid to try Cheerios now, because I feel like I might like Cheerios. Well, Cheerios don't make you old. You see all all people from all sorts of cultures and ages eating Cheerios. Right, 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 right. But, I mean, I never liked Raisin Bran. <laughs> I hated the raisins. I just thought it was never good. But now, I, I eat it every day. Well, your taste buds develop as you get older. So... Maybe it's like you're unlocking different taste buds. That might be like it. Like different things. That might be it. Wow. I might have to go fucking travel and start <laughs> be like um, Anthony Bourdain. Oh, God rest his soul, yeah. Anthony Bourdain. A great chef, a great man. What uh, What's your favorite type of food? My favorite type of food, you say? Hmm. Well, that's a toughie. Because I just... Um, or favorite... You could go with favorite culture mm -hmm. of food or favorite type of food specifically. Oh, okay. Favorite culture of food. I mean, I'm biased, so my own um, uh, my own hometown, my own uh, country's food. Because um, I'm pretty sure you haven't like do you do you go on like social media a lot? Yeah. Okay. Check so, it out. So, like, have you um, heard of uh, these like YouTubers and all of that trying like uh like african cuisine like fufu and all of that i've had some african cuisine when in elementary school we had a cultural diversity unit oh. and i was tasked with making food from rwanda rwanda yeah so i made these little uh these little patties they were quite interesting they were pretty good i liked them but i forgot the recipe i'll have to look it up <laughs> yeah so like um basically with the with the trend that everybody's doing uh like they're trying fufu uh, or fufu, uh, benkun. Hmm. Uh, so basically, like all of those foods, uh, I, that's since they're, well, my culture, I'm more biased. And so I think they're the best uh, when it comes to food, uh, that culture. Um, I'll definitely have to try that. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, not gonna lie, it's, it's really good, man. I bet. <laughs> Food from every single culture is good in its own unique way. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Chinese food. You got some orange chicken. Mm. I don't think you can go wrong with orange chicken. There's some teriyaki <laughs> sauce. And then you have sushi too. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love me some sushi. I've never tried sushi. I've yet to try sushi. What? Mm. I might have to take you out for sushi sometimes. Well then, Even I would love that. Even though we're in a landlocked state, <laughs> we have pretty, we have surprisingly good seafood in Colorado. Yeah. That's good to hear, cause uh, I mean I'm not a big fan of seafood, cause um, like uh, so like I I'm like with my religion, I'm a, I'm a Christian and whatnot. Uh, like we don't eat like you know like the hard hard shell kind of seafood, like uh, yeah. crabs, lobster shrimp scrimps um we don't eat any of those but uh i wouldn't mind eating some um because what what is sushi is like what like sushi is uh it's like fish raw fish raw fish most fish. of the time rolled up in like uh some seaweed and rice mm -hmm. i apologize if i am being offensive in my description of sushi <laughs> but 
You'll have to try it for yourself to see. I'm definitely going to have to. It, uh, there's different types of uh, ways to make sushi. I believe sashimi is a type of that, and it's basically just rice with raw fish on top of it. Oh. But it, it's good. I uh, I have to agree with you. I I don't really like hard shellfish. Mm. I, I'm not the biggest fan of crab or that. The last guest I actually had on the show worked at uh, Red Lobster. <laughs> And he said that he hates all the seafood there now. Wow. Why? Is it because of, like, like how they be, like... You know what's, like, what's really messed up hmm. about the whole thing? It's, like, they just... The lobsters just swim around in that tub. <laughs> and then they're all, like, I want that one. And then they kill... You know, it's, um... <clears throat> I haven't been to, to like, uh, any Asian countries and... Uh, I definitely don't uh, think that this is like uh, 100% true since I haven't like experienced it myself. But um, like Mr. Uh, what's his name, Carlson? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He said that he he he's like been to like one Asian country, and apparently like uh, him and his wife, they were just walking around. They saw some dogs in a in a. Uh, Oh, just like in a in a shelter. They thought it was a shelter, and they're all like, you know what? I I think I want this dog, right? But then little she didn't know that they actually like kill the dog and serve it in front of you, and it's um they uh it's also done with chickens too. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, we've done. Oh yes, here here's a a story from Ghana. So we coming across meat is like very rare. Um, but we would like raise our own, <clears throat> our own chickens. Oh. Yeah. So like, um, we would wait for, you know, the eggs to hatch and then boom, a chicken pops up. And then once that one chicken, uh, or rooster or hen, whatever, uh, gets too old. Yeah. We chase it around, we get it, we boil it up and then we eat it. And it was... It was nice because we got to. I got to chase the rooster around a little bit. <laughs> um, it was hard. Them, even though they can't fly, they they're fast. Yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty fun. It was nice. I think, you know, a lot of cultures they they eat different foods mm -hmm. and from different animals. Like in South America, they eat guinea pigs. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And uh, I think it's it's good to respect all cultures and what mm -hmm. they eat. I personally don't respect the eating of domesticated dogs and cats because they're domesticated to be pets right, right but to each their own to each their own like um like here in america uh beef uh we would just think oh you know it's just cows it yeah. doesn't really matter but in india it's a it's a it's a whole sacred um animal that shouldn't be eaten and uh it's weird it's weird it's uh it's interesting for very sure. interesting Weird but interesting, yeah. One thing that I'm beginning to notice about the younger generations mm -hmm. below us that I really hate to see is that they don't know where their food comes from. Mm. Like, if one day, God forbid, let's say the world comes to an end, all civilized society falls apart, and we revert back to our farming, hunter, and gathering state, people, I feel like, wouldn't wouldn't know what to do, and they probably would be insanely uncomfortable with killing an animal themselves and cooking it. 
Like, it's just, it's not okay. I see a lot of young kids who don't know where the meat in their little packages come from mm -hmm. that they use to make their sandwiches. They just assume that it just comes out like that. But it doesn't. It comes from an animal. There's a man who kills that animal and slices up the meat, and that's his job, a butcher. <laughs> and, like, those jobs are dangerous. Some um, of them can be. Yeah. Uh, like, there are some instances where, like, because, like, the machinery that they deal with is, uh, like, very intricate and very dangerous. So one wrong move and you can lose a limb or a finger, and it's it's scary. And um, Yeah. Yeah, the, the kind of people that actually, like, go through with these jobs are, like, immigrants. So it's, like, it's crazy. Because I would, I would never be able to do something like that. <laughs> I would want a, a nice, cushioned, uh, air-conditioning job um, and not really have to worry where, who uh, is uh, just, like, processing my food and just, you know, just eat it as it comes up. Yeah. Personally, I like the families that uh, I know a lot of my friends. They have their own chickens mm -hmm. and they let them grow till they're mature enough and then they'll kill them and cook them and eat them. Wow. And I respect that a lot. And they also take the eggs. I think it's, it's good to kind of have that in your household to show your kids that like, hey, this is where your food comes mm -hmm. from. It doesn't just come from the God above. The God above. Yeah. Yeah. Same with uh, vegetables and fruits. I mean, that's a lot more explain. It's a lot easy to explain. Wow, can't speak. <laughs> it's a lot easier to explain to kids where vegetables and fruits come from because I bet everyone has seen like an apple tree or a carrot in the ground or mm. a potato, mm -hmm. and it's it's easy to see that. It's easy to see photosynthesis working and easy to learn that. But I don't think it's as easy for kids nowadays to learn how animals reproduce and then it's the circle of life that one animal is going to kill another for the food itself that that animal is. Uh, I think people are becoming unfamiliar with the idea of killing something. Mm -hmm. It's You're not killing something because you're angry at it or you're not murdering something, no. you're killing it because you have to out of necessity to, right. sur to survive. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Native Americans, they were very gracious in the way that they treated their land. Yeah. And when they killed an animal, I, I've heard that they would kind of do, like, I guess a little ritual and thank the gods for this animal and thank the animal for the food that it's giving them. And I think that's uh, it's great. And I, um, I think that's one thing that, uh, you know, if I grow older and I, you know, have my own kids, it's just like, just to say thanks for wherever the food comes from because um because like that can be just like showing some gratitude um as you go through life can be very very rewarding um, completely agree yeah because uh just saying because um there's that whole like growth mindset and and and, and uh what was it like weak and growth is it weak i think Fixed. There we go. Ah. Fixed and growth mindset. Um, so if you always think, oh, well, I'm never going to be able to do this, yada, 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 you're never going to be able to grow. Yeah. Um, but if you do think like, uh, like just saying, I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to live in this house or I'm happy that I have this food in front of me, like all of those, they 
help you to be a more positive and a and a happier person to live to lead a happier life. And um, one thing I wanted, I really would like if we could do would be to like what is that? The free range, yeah. Ah. Yeah. I mean, sure, it'll be more expensive. I agree, but um, like the way the water that we waste to just make a cup, a one gallon of milk, <laughs> like it's a lot, and like it's also bad for the environment because we keep on chopping down trees, yeah, just to like put in some crops for to feed uh, the animals that we just like massively uh, butcher. Um, so, and I just think like it'll be better for all of us because. America's like the most obese country in the world, right? I believe so. Yeah, we're like, everybody's fucking about 300 pounds or above. Oh, I hate um, to see it. <laughs> um, and I think it'll just be, like, better to have some, like, consistency in one's diet. Because... I agree. Some people be having some rock-hard shits, and they just be fine with it. And just be tearing up their asshole. They're like, oh, well, I guess gotta eat more meat. It's like, no, no, bro. Like, have a vegetable drink some water yeah people don't care take care of their bodies in the way that we're talking about in the diets <clears> that they have a lot of people go to fast food restaurants on the daily all the time and i just i don't like doing that it doesn't make me feel good i like to make myself a salad cook up some eggs throw up some bake not throw up <laughs> <laughs> throw down some bacon cook it up i love that i love cooking myself a, a nice healthy meal it gives me a sort of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing you were saying earlier is that people, they're not grateful as much for a lot of the things that they have. Like you were saying, people should be grateful for the houses that they live in and the family that they have in everything that we have in the United States. I mean, there's a lot of other countries not, I mean, even in the United States, there's a lot of places oh, yes, that are yes. just not as lucky as... Uh, our listeners may find themselves right now. And I think it's it's great to be thankful for what you have every day and not be spoiled and not feel entitled. A lot of people, I think, in America are suffering from that feeling entitled. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of other countries have a negative opinion on Americans. Mm -hmm. It's because one thing, we're fat, we're entitled, and... Uh, I hate to say it, but a lot of Americans are assholes. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I've never been to another country, really, and experienced their culture and people, so true. I can't say that it's just Americans who are assholes. That's true. That is true. Um, like, did you... Okay, so there was this one video that was uh, on Instagram, and it was like this couple, they were arguing with this one person, this this guy, just like nonchalantly... It's like calmly walks into his house, comes out with like a Glock with a gun, shoots them, right? No, like he starts he starts walking and shooting. The couple standing there still arguing about their shit. And the guy just starts shooting. He's like up in one of the uh one of the, the couple's face, like a lady's face, shoots point blank range, he misses a shit ton of times, but then gets her in the face. You see her just like lying on the ground, just like still arguing and then he also goes back into the house grabs a rifle and then continues to hunt them down and shoot them and it just made me think like 
what did he what did they do to make him that mad yeah it was it was mind-boggling it was like and like that couple just standing there it i just people are crazy i think that says something too how a lot of people are just normalized to violence Mm -hmm. nowadays uh I'd say a lot of people don't have common sense. It's not common anymore. And people cannot control their emotions. I don't know if it's what something in their food. I doubt it. <laughs> Social media. I don't know what it is, but it I find that a lot of people cannot control their emotions nowadays and they let it get the best of them a lot. And it ruins relationships between friends, significant others workplace relationships it's sad to see yeah like all it all it takes is like a little you know sitting down and and, then even if you disagree with the other person at least trying to come to like some kind of consensus yeah um just to you know just to try and get together and and that's why well i don't think america will ever be able to progress um like with our two parties, I don't think we'll be able to actually get anywhere, right? Because on one side, you have people that are trying to, to collaborate and, and, and do something. But on the other side, you have people who are trying to, you know, just to make situations or like to appeal to a certain group of people so they can keep staying in power. And it just, hmm. That's- I feel like in politics... People are just way too immature to be there. Yeah. They argue over the silliest things, and they can't come to a consensus. Like you were saying, uh, communication is a big part of it. People just need to sit down and talk and not let someone's opinion infuriate them to the the point where they will just walk out Mm -hmm. or do something worse than that. Well, I think think we're going to wrap up the episode now. Uh, I'd like to thank you once again for coming on, Osei, and sharing these wonderful stories. Thank you for having me. It was it was a uh, it was a real delight to be here. Well, I'm Gumby. And I'm, this, this I'm is, Wumby. Yep. And we'd like to uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, a good morning, and a good afternoon. Thank you all for listening. I hope you tune in on the next episode. Goodbye. I just Just fuck.